so this is a very special day for us. If you're visiting, my name is Chris, and I'm uh, the pastor, one of the elders here at the church. We are a spiritual family. And what is happening today is uh, the baptism, uh, water baptism for seven people that are part of our community. And I want to give you some context for why we do this and why people get baptized. Um, a lot of different reasons. Uh, in a moment, Patrick's going to come back up, back up and share his testimony and some things that God did in him as, was when he got baptized. And then we're going to see a video of all those being baptized, about a 10-minute video, several segments of their story. It won't be their whole story because we couldn't fit it all in there. We'd be there all day. And then that screen will go up very slowly, and we, and we will baptize each of these seven. And I want to tell you what baptism is from our perspective. First of all, it's not baptism into our church. That's not it. It's baptism in the name of Jesus. It's his baptism. We're following him into baptism. And what baptism is is a public declaration of something that's happening on the inside. It's declaring and symbolizing and a sign of something that God has been doing inside. I like to say the kingdom of God is an inside-out, upside-down kingdom. It comes from the, from the top down, and he works on the inside out. And so what's happening in each of these seven are uh, in their own journey with the Lord, that kind of inward working, and they're declaring that and publicly professing Jesus today. Baptism is a public declaration, and Brother Curtis helped me to compile this list. Uh, so I have to give him all the credit, but it's a public declaration of my life now belongs to him. It's no longer my life, but it's his. He is not only my savior, he is my Lord, which means he's in charge. It's a public declaration that I need his help and mercy to learn how to live for him and in him and not just for myself. And in a world of self-centeredness, kingdom people who follow Jesus are definitely set apart. It's also a public declaration that he loves me enough to have died for me, to have saved me, and to lead and protect me and forgive me along the way as I follow him. Uh, some people think once you get baptized, you sin never again. And everybody chuckled. And all God's people said, Amen. It is, however, a real shift in what happens. And as you begin to, as you continue following him, he continues to give you the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome sin, to be forgiven, and to be more with him. And finally, it's a public declaration that he wants me to be a part of his people, his family. It's called the church. Not always the most attractive thing in the world today. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And what God is doing is bringing people that have come into him together to be a part of his family. Now, what does it symbolize? It's because it's, it's not required for salvation. Um, it doesn't produce salvation, but it does symbolize the salvation that has occurred. It is an outward sign of an inward reality. Well, the Bible says that, first of all, it is a washing. It is a cleansing, an atonement, a forgiveness. In Acts twenty-two sixteen, 16, 
Ananias speaking to Saul after his encounter with Jesus said, get up, be baptized and wash your sins away, calling on Jesus name. And it's also a symbolism of our death with Jesus and also our resurrection with him into new eternal life. And it's literally a lowering beneath the surface of water and being raised with him. Colossians 2 says, you have been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ and he forgives us all our sins. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he triumphed over them by the cross. And that is Christ's atonement for us. And finally, it is a symbolism and an actual happening of receiving the Holy Spirit into our spirit. Acts 2.38, when they asked Peter what they must do to be saved, he said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So when these come into the waters today, they are symbolizing all of those things and saying all of those things. And we pray, along with all of us, that we will walk in those things. Patrick's going to come and share his testimony and a few thoughts. When Patrick's done, those that are being baptized and those that will be doing the baptism are released to go back. You can go back through one of the side doors. Patrick. Well, good morning again. I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to share with you guys. Um, when Chris and I were talking about baptism a couple weeks ago, um, my heart just exploded with joy. I love baptism. It is one of my favorite things. And I am going to try to put into words some of my story and what I feel like God does through it. But the first thing, that, I think the first place we have to start is that it's a mystery. This belongs to God. And he calls us into mystery. He invites us into who he is as mystery. And this is one of those things. There are a few sacraments that Jesus left us. And this is one of those that we obey. It's really cool because Jesus did it himself. And there's great biblical evidence for it, as you see with Chris. And then he commanded us to do it in the Grace Commission. And so um, there's, it's an obedience piece as well. So some things we don't fully understand about it. And I think that's great. We should find joy in the fact that we can't control or comprehend this thing. Um, so my, for me, my baptism was a powerful culmination and turning point that changed me forever. God changed me in that moment and has continued to do so. I was baptized as a kid when I was young in church. I grew up in church, and I remember it. The McMillan family and I all got baptized, and they had like 45 kids. So it took a while, but... Um, there was nothing, um, nothing wrong with that. I ended up getting baptized again later, which is what this story is, and I'm not going to get into the details or theology of all that. But um, in 2000, that was probably like, I don't know, what do you think, 91? My parents are back there, so they were there that day. 91, 92, something like that. And God definitely uh, was speaking to me throughout my childhood. It wasn't like I was living away from him. But in 2006... Things began to change for me. I had come back from Africa, and God was doing new things in my heart, and I began to respond in a way, and he began to meet me in a way that I never had before. Um, I ended up moving to San Antonio from Alabama, and there were, 
you know, five or six really key people. I know that's a lot to be key, but couples and people who pursued me as Jesus was pursuing my heart. There's lots of deliverance. There was lots of difficulty, uh, decisions that had to be made. And it culminated in a week before our, my wedding with Melody in 2010 that I was baptized in the pool of Randy Cottingham and Chris Mora. He baptized me um, in Randy's backyard. And that moment, that culmination, what God was doing in my heart and awakened me, I tried to stand before the church and read Romans 6, and I couldn't. I was just, there were tears everywhere. I'm not going to do that today. I've done that before with you guys. Um, but God's power was doing something in me, and I, the only response I knew in that moment is I have to recognize what's God, what God is doing in this way, and baptism seemed like the right obedient step. And since then, like that moment changed me. I've, I've been a new person. So I want to read Romans 6, 1 through 8, and then 16 and 17. I know it's a lot of scripture, but you can turn there and follow along with me. I'm in the ESV. I didn't do a good job of getting them to Priscilla, so just follow along. Romans 6, 1 through 8, and then 16 and 17. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For we, if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. Jump to 16. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one of whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to life. But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed. And this is the key. We cannot live like we should. You cannot. And what God does through being born again and you know, in our hearts, again, it's a mystery, it's hard to know, but what baptism does is put to death the desires, the heart of sin that lives within us. Now, we have to walk that out, right? But what we get to walk out is the newness of life that Jesus has in us. And it's not something that we're trying to grasp or comply with or behavior modification. Verse 17 says, we have become obedient from the heart. And in baptism, this is what you get. You get to be obedient from the heart with the power of the Holy Spirit helping you and God's life living through you to other people. How does that happen through baptism? I don't know, but he does it and it, it's fun and I enjoy God living in me to give me patience for my kids, to give me grace for other people, to learn how to forgive well. Those things I could not do, but he can do them in me through his life and through baptism. So... Let me check my notes. Baptism is obedience, the turning point and the clear moment of our life with Christ.
So thanks for giving me this opportunity. I think now let's turn and hear the stories of those who are going to get baptized today. <laughs> 